This is the Game Changers Experience. Deep dive conversations with leading business disruptors, Olympic athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and influencers from around the world. This show will teach you insights about the winning principles in mindset, productivity, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, business strategy, and more. Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Game Changers Experience podcast with myself, Adam Strong. And today we have another great guest here on the show. We have a lady called Danielle Mulby. Now, Danielle is a, you know, it's going to be an interesting uh, show today. We're going to be talking about five-star employees, five-star rating employees and things like that. So we're going to be really delving into um, talent management. We're going to be talking a little bit about uh, recruitment a little bit. But Danielle's background is that she used to be a a former flight attendant, but she's now turned an entrepreneur. Uh, Danielle currently runs uh, multiple uh, businesses, which um, turns over around 50 million US dollars in annual revenue. She's got over 25 years of experience in entrepreneurship, which is amazing. She's also mastered, and now this is a really interesting skill, but she has mastered how to recruit, hire, and retain the top 15% of available talent in the talent pool, which is already kind of cool. And she's created what we call the five star employee retention system. Now, some of the things that we're going to be covering. Today, ladies and gents, we're going to be covering, we're going to have, a, a, I suppose, an open discussion about the whole kind of like talent management arena right now, especially with, you know, younger generation, you know, looking to, um, well, the younger generation, you probably would have heard of the silent resonation. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that. We're going to be talking a little bit about some of the biggest mistakes that you guys, as in recruiters, make as well. And if there's a correlation between employee happiness, purpose, retention, we're going to be talking a little bit about that. And we're also going to be talking a little bit about Danielle's five-star rating system. We're going to, she's going to break it down for us to make it easy for you guys. So that it's going to make it a lot easier to, uh, to attract your, uh, the right types of people for your business. Anyway, without further ado, Danielle, welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam. Excited to be here. Likewise, likewise, I'm I'm excited. You know, it's interesting because I've never we've never really had anyone on the show that has really mastered the whole kind of like recruitment side of stuff. Do you know what I mean? I always hear of uh, you know businesses and leaders that already kind of struggle to to attract the right types of people. When it maybe is because down to their um, their perfectionism. Do you know what I mean? It's like you know you're trying to find the right person. But it's like they're trying to compare themselves to other people that are out there that 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 just they just they're not as perfect as them. Do you do you see what I mean? Yeah, you know, it, I I don't think it's necessarily one thing. I think it's the sum of a lot of things when it comes right. to, to to struggling with recruitment. Absolutely, hundred percent. All right, well, let's jump into to today because I want to. I, I suppose I want to kind of um, start off really by kind of giving like from your perspective the last couple of years has been interesting because you know the the whole kind of um you know flexible learning since covid and all of that kind of stuff and the demands from the employee but also the demands from employers have, have very much dramatically changed the landscape of how we recruit as leaders and as businesses but from your perspective like 
How do you feel the landscape has really changed over the last 12 months? Oh my gosh. Um, it's changed a lot. Um, I think employees, um, you know, have kind of realized that they want, you know, a, a, a better quality of life. And really what that comes down to is, you know, to, to use Jim Collins term, being in the right seat on the right bus, going in the right direction. So I think, you know, when you're doing something that you absolutely love and that you're passionate about, you'll do it all day. You'll do it seven days a week. You'll do it 10 hours a day, 12 hours a day. But if you are in a job that um, you don't enjoy, that you struggle with, that you don't feel appreciated for what you do, you don't feel like you're having an impact on, you know, like turning widgets or whatever, um, then, then, then that's what leads to dissatisfaction. And, and nothing's going to fix that. Like you're in the wrong seat on the wrong bus and you're going in the wrong direction. So, you know, I believe in free will and and it goes both ways, you know, and if an employee is unhappy, they need to find another job. They need to find what feeds their passion. They need to get that aligned. They don't need to just take a job because they think they'll like it or they think that they can do that. And, you know, I'll say this, you know, when it comes to recruitment, here's, here's a great strategy is that you should offer a shadow day. When you get through like the later stages in what we call the gauntlet um, you want to spend a lot of time with candidates. You want to spend thoughtful time with candidates, but you also want to give an opportunity for them to come in and do a shadow day. Now, if this is a remote position, you can still do a four to six hour shadow day with a candidate. So it's irregardless of being in person or remote, but, um, but that shadow day is really, really important so that they're really understanding what a day in the life is like in your organization and in that mm. seat on that bus that you're driving in this direction. Um, we have several businesses. Um, one business is a construction material supply business. And a few years ago, we were recruiting for an assistant contracts manager. And um, we wanted, we, we didn't need someone with construction experience. Um, and uh, so, so we were open to candidates um, that, you know, were coming from different areas. We wanted someone who, you know, we could kind of like teach and, and, and such. And so I had a candidate who was really bright. Um, and he was coming from the property management industry and he wanted to get out of property management. Cause that is kind of, you know, sometimes a 24 seven job. Um, right. and, and, and so he wanted, he was looking for, you know, a job with more traditional regular hours. And, um, and he came in and he actually did two days of shadowing in our company. And, you know, after the two days, he said, you know what? I thought I wanted to do construction, but I don't. I, thank you for the opportunity. I think I'm going to stay in, in property management. And it was like, great, no problem. We pay people for the shadow day, but I paid him, you know, for two days, probably like 300 bucks. And, um, and, and, and it was no problem. We just move on to the next candidate. If I wouldn't have given him that opportunity he would have taken the job, been excited for it, but after a week, he would have hated it. And, um, you know, the bummer about that is that, you know, most people don't have that opportunity. They hire someone that says, I want to do this. Yeah, yeah, I can do it. Because no, the candidate doesn't want to be rejected, right? right. So there's a little right. bit of a mind game here of 
of the candidate just saying and doing anything to get the job because they don't want to be rejected, even though it's, they should be rejected if it's not the right fit. But anyways, um, you know, he would have taken the job and, and, and we would have invested three months of salary in him before he probably found another job that he could hop to. And he was never going to be a great employee because he was going to hate it from the first week out. So, so here's a game changer. <laughs> Number one game changer of this episode is, is incorporate a shadow day in your recruitment process, in your hiring gauntlet, but you do it at the end. Like it's, it's with a candidate that you are confident that you, you know, this is kind of one of the last boxes you're checking. Um, mm. And you, you've already taken them through all the other steps. Love that. Love that. That's, that, that's a great value bomb there and there straight away. I love that. Um, just out of curiosity, because I know that you've got multiple businesses, um, you know, that, that, that you kind of juggling and stuff, but where did, I'm curious to know where your passion is when it comes to recruitment, because, you know, mm. it's probably one of those roles where a lot of um, uh, leaders or decision makers in their businesses, it's probably one of the skills where number one, they lack of, there is a lack of skill. And number two, they may see it as a bit of a Monday, oh, do I really have to go and do this type of thing? But how did, where does your passion really come from? Like, I'm curious to know. You know what? I, I, this is honestly the first time someone has ever asked me this question. So I am so excited to answer it because <laughs> I will tell you that I was an entrepreneur, you know, with one business and, you know, eggs all in one basket. And, um, and, and I was, I was trying to think like how, like I, I looked at, at people who, you know, had built great wealth and, um, and who were successful and, you know, I was like, what is the difference? Like, what do they have? And what they had was multiple companies. And what mm -hmm. they have in multiple companies is employees making money for them. Right. Mm -hmm. So, 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 so my passion kind of came to be like, I've got to get really good at having my eggs, not in one basket, having multiple companies and having really good people that are doing the work in the companies and earning me money. I mean, I'm just going to be like frank about this and such. Right. And so, so really like my queen bee role, my number one job is to like go all in on, on the recruitment and hiring process to bring in people who can honestly do any job better than me in our company and, um, and, 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 and I spend 10 hours a week overseeing the operations of the business because they're all capable of doing it. You know, I get pulled into like, you know, different projects or different like situations, um, mm. and, and such, but, but really my job is to attend the daily huddles for the different companies and hear what's going on in 10 minutes a day per company and, uh, you know, being able to like hear like, oh, that's awesome. Thanks for doing that, Michelle. Oh, Peter, like what a great idea that you suggested that to the client. And so in 10 minutes a day, I'm hearing what's going on, but I'm also understanding and being able to appreciate my employees. I'm able to, you know, remind them of the importance of what they're doing and giving them purpose that daily huddle we do in the mornings. And really it's important because we can elevate everyone's state in, in our organizations and they can, you know, be positive. They can be happy. They can hit the ground running. We're all on the same page together. We're all going to make this day happen 
because tomorrow we're going to come back in the morning and we're going to report the three things we did yesterday and here are the three things we're going to do today. So, so I really feel like my job, my, my number one job is, is people in our organizations and, mm. and, and bringing the right people on and, and, and cultivating the right people and, um, and appreciating the people that we have. And it is the best job. It's the most enjoyable job, but it really takes like you having to step out of the business. So I don't work in the business. I work on my people. Right. I love that. Some very cool stuff. You know, it's really interesting. I, I really resonate with what you're saying. There, and I'll tell you why. So many, many years ago, right, my first real big job, Danielle, was actually working for McDonald's. Most people oh. that are probably listening and has probably worked for McDonald's or some sort of, uh, you know, college outlet or whatever it is. But I, I got, um, I got uh, advanced. I suppose I, I'd climbed the corporate ladder very quickly, right? And so, you know, by the age of, uh, I think it was like, by the time I was 18, I was running the store, my eyes closed. That's 18 years old. That's pretty impressive, right? Amazing. But one of the, um, one of the, uh, um, the, the general manager of the restaurant, every week we would do a, uh, call it an open day, you know, where we have like people who had applied for a job They'd go for their application and we'd have like an open evening. Like it'll be on a Tuesday, right? When the store was closed and we'd have like loads of people apply, right? But he, one thing that I noticed about his recruitment process, Daniel, right? Is that he spent such an, uh, such an immense amount of time really getting to know the individual. This was really unlike any other recruitment process I'd ever, ever seen. I couldn't understand why he had spent so much extra time getting to know people and if they were the right fit rather than the others, which, uh, the, sorry, the other recruiters that I kind of knew at the time where they didn't really give a monkeys. It was like more of a chore. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, I just really kind like, of, a, Oh, you can, you can fog a mirror and you can start on Monday. You're hired. Exactly. It pretty yeah. much, we were kind of like, it was kind of like, Oh yeah, we need the numbers. So I'll just hire this you know, this doofus, which doesn't have any, he doesn't really want to work here, but we'll just hire him just for the sake of giving him a job. Right. Um, and for me, I, I, I don't know. I felt, I, re I felt really appreciated by learning that whole recruitment, but also it made me feel better as a leader. Do you know what I mean? And getting to mm -hmm. getting the most out of people. Anyway, I wanted to share that with you, uh, but that was just kind of like my big, like 25 years ago type of experience anyway. Um. <laughs> you know, and, and, the, and the added bonus, like, like you said, is like, there's longevity. There's, there's a relationship, there's a connection. I mean, mm -hmm. like, you know, I, I believe in free will. So, you know, if there's an opportunity for someone that like, you know, sometimes you can only grow so much in an organization. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if someone mm -hmm. wants to move on, I have no problem with it. Like, that's awesome. That's great. Um, but you know, I mean, I have people that are like, I'm lifers, like I'm never leaving you. Like I, you know, and I'm just like, oh, okay. Um, a little uncomfortable, but, but I really do care about, about people. And I really care. Like we spend a, a majority of our lives working. And so I really want people to enjoy what they're doing and, 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 and find it purposeful and meaningful. And, and ideally it should connect with their why, you know? 
um, as well, but we won't get into that. Those weeds. Absolutely. That's cool. I love that. Some good stuff, which beautifully moves into the next question of like, from your perspective, I, you know, only because I've experienced it a little bit, but what do you find is some of the biggest mistakes that recruiters make when it comes to, whether it be the onboarding process or just like the process on board rather than kind of, you know, complaining about the, the fact that there's not enough talent out there, all the good ones are gone. You've heard that before, right? But really, yeah. I think it's a mindset more than myself. But from your perspective, what do you think are some of the biggest mistakes that recruiters make? Um, so, so I agree with you. It is totally a mindset thing. Um, so number one, you have to get into a positive mindset and you need to understand the numbers. So if you want a five-star employee, we say a five-star employee represents the top 15% of available talent at the given rate. So you don't pay a five-star employee more. You can't pay for performance. You can't, you know, someone who's, who you're paying $50,000 a year to, and he's, you know, average or ho-hum. Don't give them a $25,000 raise and think that they're going to, you know, suddenly all, you know, become a five-star employee. That never works. So, 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 so if it's a numbers game, then one out of seven candidates is a five-star potential employee. So you need to have 21 candidates to have three potential five-star candidates. So you want to cast as wide of a net as possible. Most people just do a job posting on, you know, the, the most popular job board in their market or in their area. Um, maybe they do two job boards, but, but you really got to get creative. You really have to cast a wide net. And I would challenge you to find people who maybe aren't looking for a job right now. So again, you know, most people are posting on the job boards and those people are looking for jobs. But, you know, I would say that probably, um, it depends upon the companies, you know, some are local, um, to me, but, but I would say probably, um, depending upon the company, 30 to 60% of my employees, I had on a virtual bench or I recruited in the wild. I found them in the wild. They were never <laughs> going to find a job posting I had on indeed. Cause they're not looking. So, right. so, so, so you got to like really cast a wide net you, you got to go out there. You got to build virtual benches. You've got to find people in the wild um, so that you increase your numbers um, in terms of applicants. When you say um, you've got to find people in the wild, what do you mean by that? Um, so, you know, I mean, um, can, can you I, give you us can an find, example? You can find them anywhere. So I'll, I'll just, I'll just talk <laughs> about, um, so, uh, you know, uh, in one of our companies, um, we were working with a, a payroll services company. We still work with them today. And we had an right. HR designated person that we could call with questions or whatever. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, eight years ago, I meet this person. Um, we, we worked together all this time. And, you know, I said to her one day, I'm going to have a position for you where you're going to be in-house with me and we're going to be working together full time. <laughs> okay. You know, seven years later, um, or actually, oh my gosh, now six years later, um, she came on board and she's been with us for, uh, two years now. So, um, you know, it, it, it was, it was a long process and, and, you know, she was eager and, and the timing worked out. I have another person, um, who's in our accounting department at our construction material firm and um, she was the business manager at my children's school. And, you know, I would say things to her and say things to her. And then things sort of changed at the school. Her hours got cut, this, that, the other. And then it was like, you know, I had planted that seed and I had been watering that seed. 
And then, you know, when that, when, 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 when things changed for her in her other position, she was ready to come on board. Um, so, you know, it's just when you see someone with the right aptitude, someone who's demonstrating the 11 qualities of a five-star employee in the wild, um, you know, that, that, that's, that's, that's someone that you should put on your virtual bench. You should talk to, you should see, seed, and you know, it, 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 it might happen right away and it might take some time. Um, Mm. but that's, that's a technique. I like that. It's, it's kind of like farming and sowing. You've heard of that, right? So you, you sow a seed, like a farmer, he sows a seed and you let it kind of, uh, mature if you like, and turn, and, and when it's ready to flourish, it's ready to pop out. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, yeah, like yeah. And you know, I mean, in 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 future casting too. Like, I didn't have a position for this HR person, but I knew one day I would. You know, mm. so so it was. I didn't set expectations that mm. you know it was going to happen right away and such. But you know, I I I expressed my mutual or I expressed my admiration and appreciation for her 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 intellect, her skills, mm. her mm. aptitudes. Love that. Some good stuff. Now, how does this work? Okay, so, okay, scenario here. So, got a couple of clients, right? Now, they're in specific industries, okay? They're in specific industries. Now, I'm going to call one person who is in, say, uh, she runs a branding agency. So, she's looking for someone very specific and very niche. And, you know, she's done all the whole kind of monster.com um you know like uh linkedin or whatever it is mm-hmm. and she feels like she just isn't getting anywhere in regards to her casting of the net as you would like to call it what is she doing wrong well she's 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 only she's only used two methods right um so 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 she's only so she's only used two methods so you know if she's looking for someone um uh, with with experience and, um, and in a very niche space, then she needs to kind of like do some reverse engineering. She, Mm. you know, if you said an agency, I'm just going to assume that this person is, um, a technical writer. Is that okay? Mm. Okay. That's cool. So, 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 so if you've, if you've seen other brands or you've seen other companies and you really like how their stuff is getting written, then, Mm. you know, go and kind of try to peel back the layers and find out who that person is. You know, now you've got some information. So let's say um, they write for Acme Industries. All right. So go to go search Acme Industries on LinkedIn and see if you find someone with the job title who's at this company, because you know that someone in that company is doing some great writing. And they work at this company. So, so you can do some reverse engineering that way. Um, you know, you really kind of look at the demographics of the individual. You know, where did they go to school? Where, where might they have worked for previously? You know, I know a lot of small business owners who, and actually large companies, other large mm-hmm. companies, who recruit from, for example, here in the United States, enterprise rent-a-car. Mm-hmm. So enterprise rent a car, they hire, they, they recruit exclusively collegiate athletes. Um, and you know, the, the staff of a, of an enterprise office is completely different than the other car rental agencies. So people 
know, like this is a high caliber, high performing individual. So people, you know, sometimes just go and pluck people who, who worked at enterprise because enterprise already did the work of finding the top people, collegiate athletes after they graduate. So, you know, it's really getting strategic. And, and I always say you can find answers by reverse engineering, you know, like, where who's if this is the person that you want then let's peel back the layers where did they come from where did they work previously all of that kind of stuff and mm -hmm. it, it gets to be kind of fun and then it 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 doesn't it it doesn't take much but it but it does take some time you know um mm -hmm. but but you can find out a lot of information in 20 minutes like set mm -hmm. a timer mm -hmm. it set a timer and say okay i'm going to give myself 20 minutes to figure out x and, and go for it. And, and, and if you, if you set yourself a tw 20 minute time limit, I guarantee you'll get some results in that 20 minutes. You know, I think what it is as well is I, th I feel like a lot of business owners, they don't really take the time and set the time aside to not just peel the onion back as you would like to call it. Right. But they, you know, it, they, they believe it's, it should be a quick process and everything should well, be so much easier. It's mindset and they're, they're, they're working in the business is their right. problem. And, and Absolutely. they're working in the business because they don't have enough good employees. So suck it up buttercup <laughs> and, uh, you know, take yourself out for a couple hours a day to really get focused and intentional on recruiting and hiring five-star employees. Love it. Some good stuff. Um, can you share, uh, I mean, I, I'm you know, with all the companies that you've had and all of the people that you've hired, has there ever been a time, and I'm sure there has been a time, by the way, that there's a correlation between you sensing someone's level of happiness, their engagement, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. if they're kind of like their attitude is a little bit, I don't know, on the on the rocks, if you like. Mm -hmm. What do you deal? How do you deal with a situation when you when you've really when you've got someone on board, um, you know, that maybe they've been with you for a number of years, but for some mm -hmm. particular reason. You know, there is, you know, one of those three things or a number of those things has then been affected, which then affects performance. Yeah. How do you deal with that situation? And and maybe Did there is someone that you have in the back of my mind. Morning? Did, were you were you <laughs> my email this morning? I actually got it uh, like full transparency here. Um, I uh, we have a business that processes long-term care claims. And um I have someone who just emailed me today because they got a write-up um, on attendance. And we've had this policy for 11 years. Okay? okay. I, I, I would have to go back, but I don't recall having to fire anyone, you know, or that, that, that they got, they got to the level where they were terminated due to attendance. Got it. Um, this, this individual got, got a write up and, you know, wrote a very like, you know, um, I mean, I, I'll read some of those. Shit email. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and was just like, I think this is unfair. And what's funny is, is he's been with us for a little over two years. And, and, and really we expect people to, you know, kind of go for the next level position after a year. Okay. Right. So, 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 so he's not been motivated. We've, we've said, here it is. Hey, you can apply. I mean, I can't just bestow a job on someone. They have to apply sure. for it. They have to wa want it. It comes with a pay increase. 
but he yeah. just wants to get a higher salary and do the same job. And, um, and he's more than capable. Like we, he, 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 he can form at, at a high level. Um, but he, he, he hasn't done that. Um, and so he's complaining that he should get a raise and it's like, well, you can get a raise when you do another job, but like, this is an entry level job and you've been in it for over two years. And right. so now, he's, now he's frustrated that he, that he's getting written up for attendance over a six month period. And again, I don't know the last time I had to write someone up for attendance in a policy that we've had for 11 years. Um, and so he's saying that, um, I'm asking that the policies be reviewed with real life people, your coworkers in mind, as this job is not always the number one priority, but rather a necessity to fund our basic human needs. What? <laughs> Guess what? Go on. He's, he, he, he's, uh, he is, um, so this is, this is, this is my response to him that I've not sent yet. Okay. Um, by but, the way, guys, uh, you're getting first dibs on this, right? This is undisclosed yeah. information, right? She's we, 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 we've infiltrated here. Okay. All right, go. So, so I appreciate the feedback and, you know, have considered your perspective, but we'll be not making any changes at this time to our policies. It seems you are very unhappy here since our company policies and procedures do not align with what you find reasonable. This is not a good fit. And he's going to be um, terminated tomorrow. So, and, and again, you know, clearly he's in the wrong seat on the wrong bus going in the wrong direction. So right. we're going to let him off the bus tomorrow. There we go. Exactly. So by the way, we're, we're going to make sure, um, well, you may actually be hearing this, Mr. Employee, by the way, uh, it will probably be after you're sacked. Um, but Hey, that's, that's fortunate. We knew before. So, um, but there we go. Anyway, <laughs> very so, good. You know, I mean, and, 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 and so you can't change. I mean, like he's been a high performer, like we need 42 claims per day. He's capable of processing 60 claims a day. Okay. He's capable of processing 60 claims in actually like six hours a day. And, and we offer, if you process that many claims, you know, then you get paid for an eight hour day. So if you do it in six hours, you get paid for an eight hour day. So, so he has a history and he's capable of doing it. Like he's good at his job and mm -hmm. such, but like, I mean, you know, I down to choice. Down it, to choice. Some, something, something's changed in his life. Something's changed in his mindset after two mm. years, okay, that's fine. I, I can't make someone happy in an entry-level position for, for forever, right? Nope. So if Absolutely. he's not willing to move up, I, I, you know, surprising, but okay, lesson learned. Exactly. So uh, that's cool. I like that. This is this is a, an intriguing conversation, you see, ladies and gents. All right, let's get into the. Um, the five-star rating system that you mentioned at the beginning, because I know that you mentioned around, is it, was it 11 qualities? Am I, am, am I mistaken? Yeah. So that, that, that's one of the stars. So the five-star, so, so one of the things that I think that recruiting um, recruiters and, and business owners and anyone in a hiring position um, mm -hmm. missteps on is they're too subjective in their hiring process. Too subjective. Okay. They have, mm -hmm. They don't have any structure. They don't have any like rating system or objectivity. So the five-star rating system actually helps you 
you know, remove that subjectivity and be objective about what you're looking for um, in candidates and seeing if it's a match. So there's five criteria in the five-star rating system. And the first star is alignment with core values. So, you know, people always say, oh, if I could just clone myself. Well, the best way to clone yourself is to hire people who are aligned with your core values. Because if someone is aligned with your core values, they think like you, they're going to make decisions like you would make decisions. So that is the number one secret. I mean, it has to be your true core values, not your aspirational values or the accidental or occasional mm -hmm. values that, 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 that you want, but, but your real true, true core values. And, um, you know, when you think about it, let's, let's be honest, relationships, you know, personal relationships, romantic relationships often disintegrate when you realize we're not aligned with our values, right? Mm -hmm. It's really hard to be in a relationship with someone. And so it's the same thing with employees. You need alignment with, with, with your core values. So that's the first star. The second mm -hmm. star are the 11 universal qualities of a five-star employee. So we've identified 11 universal qualities. Two of them are coded green, which means they're relatively easy to change. And two are coded red, which means that they're rather difficult to change. And seven are coded gray, which means, you know, they can change, but as the owner or as the manager, you've got to really work with that person and coach them to level them up on those qualities. So if you have someone who does not meet your standard on the red one, so the two red ones are listen and learn. You need people to listen and so what, at what level do you need them to listen on a five-point scale? Do they have to be like super listeners? And when we say listen, like we mean active listening. They're, they're taking notes. They're, you know, it's like, it's like what, what do you need from a listen perspective? And if someone's not listening, I had an interview last March with someone and three and a half minutes in, she's talking and not answering my questions. And I'm like, okay, let me ask simpler questions. And at five and a half minutes, she still wasn't answering the questions. And I'm like, red flag. Okay, I'm sorry. This is not going to be a fit. Thank you so much. Good luck in your job search. You move on. The other red one in the universal qualities is limber. Okay. So employers shouldn't use the term flexibility because there's a difference of expectations. Employees want flexibility. Employers need employees who, want, who are limber meaning they're amenable to change. They're flexible. I don't want to use the word flexible. They're adaptable. <laughs> um, hey, I need you to stay until six o'clock so we can get this, this out. Is that, is that okay? Yes. That's someone who's limber. Someone who says yes to that. You know, um, someone who likes to see process improvement is limber. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, so, so, so you want to use that. You want to, you, employers want people who are limber. So that's the 11 qualities. And then um, the third star are the aptitudes and skills for the role. So we've identified over 25 aptitudes and we encourage, um, you know, people to, to, to really hone in on nine to, to 12 or 13 of the aptitudes that they need for that role. And then they, they, they design specific questions to really understand that person's aptitude for the role Sometimes even like, you know, understanding what you don't want, you know, um, can, can help you really hone in on the aptitudes. And then the skills, you have to test someone's skills. Oh my gosh. Mm. So many people, you know, kind of 
fake it till they make it. They say they can do it, but it doesn't matter what you say. It matters if you actually can do it. So you have to test skills. That is such a huge mistake that the majority of organizations are just, you know, oh, you say you can do it. Okay. I could get hired as a bookkeeper tomorrow, tomorrow. But guess what? I would be a two-star bookkeeper because I would hate it. And I know enough to be dangerous. Okay. But they, and I would get the job because they didn't test for my skills. All right. Mm -hmm. So you could be a five, I'm, but I'm a two-star bookkeeper, but I'm a five-star entrepreneur. So, you know, someone is not a five-star in everything. You're a five-star in what is your ideal role? What is your passion? What are you really good at? What aligns with your why? And, Mm -hmm. and we can't be a five-star in everything. I mean, there's a list of jobs that I am just not a five-star employee for. Hmm. Makes sense. Uh, Was that all four, by the way? So I had, that was was um, number three. Oh, number three. Okay, cool. So I thought, okay, number one. And, and number four is you need to define the success metrics for the job. So people want to know, am I doing a good job? And so you have to quantify what success looks like for the role. So you're going to identify three to five key responsibilities for the role. Responsibilities that really, you know, drive revenue, drive profitability in your company. And then for each of those key responsibilities, you need to uh, quantify what success looks like. So with a number, a dollar sign, a percentage. So for us, like I mentioned um, in our claims processing business, our success metrics are 95% procedural accuracy, uh, 98% financial accuracy, and 42 claims per day. That defines success in the role. If you're doing less than that, then you're not doing well and you're going to get a write-up. But it's very clear what success looks like. And, you know, every job, every single job should have three to five key responsibilities and must have a number quantifying what success looks like. So that employee knows, am I, am I doing well? Am I doing right? Um, and, and because people want to do well, but sometimes they don't know what well is. And, and if you don't define it, then what I think is fine is going to be different than what Joe thinks is fine. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the fifth, the final star is return on payroll. So, you know, you need to make sure that your payroll is aligned with what they're doing for the company. And that return on payroll should be a three X return on what their salary is. So if you're paying someone $50,000 a year, they should be producing $150,000 impact on revenue and, you know, every, every position has an impact on revenue. Even an administrative assistant has an impact on revenue because when they're taking things off of, you know, their boss's plate, they're doing it at $20 an hour versus their boss doing it at their maybe billable rate of $300 an hour. So this person mm-hmm. is having an impact on, on payroll when she's doing things that someone more expensive is not doing. What if um what if the role is non um non sales based or non business yeah. development space cuz cuz you know you're going to get those roles like i remember um uh you know we have some clients for example they may hire someone that is kind of like i don't know uh someone that's kind of like hands on in the business like com- trying to complete projects for their clients or whatever it is so it frees up the the business owner's time or whatever it might be how do you measure that yeah. So, I mean, like I have an example, like a, a writer, um, in, in our organization, 
um, mm. who is developing content and writing things, um, you know, we can measure that by, by engagement on those posts. Um, mm -hmm. we can measure it by, by, by people who opt in or, uh, you know, who buy a, a, a service from us based off of the email that she's writing. She's not a salesperson. She's not talking to anyone, but obviously, you know, it's triggering an opt-in it's triggering a reply. It's triggering something. So I, I can guarantee you, we can find success metrics and we can make sure that we're driving, pro we're driving, um, we're driving impact on revenue. Cause that's the other thing, you know, you've got to be really smart and, and not just be having people do things to be busy. That's, mm. that's the other, that's the other tragedy is, 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 is people don't know what they necessarily should be doing. So again, when you're the, when you're the owner or when you're the person that's managing the people, you need to step out and you need to make sure that everyone is, 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 is doing the right things and not doing things to look busy, not doing things to collect a paycheck, but doing things that are meaningful and having an impact on the business. Do you, um, in your business, for example, when it comes to, uh, metrics and stuff, do you decide on the metrics or is it agreed with the person that you're actually hiring? So it depends. It, it depends upon the role. Um, so mm -hmm. like our claims examiners, that's just dialed in. I mean, it has not changed. Um, we have contract requirements with our, with, with the state that we're doing the work for. So, um, you know, that, that one hasn't changed, but, but we do have a ramp up. So when come, someone comes out of training, mm -hmm. they're not having to do 42 claims out of the gate, but we have a ramp up and, you know, we've got mm -hmm. it dialed in and it, and it works well. Um, so, you know, uh, over time things do change and, 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 and conditions change. We just, um, I just, uh, had our, um, one of a salesperson in our construction material supply business. Um, you know, he had a rough year last year, like, you know, his just a lot of things happened in his family and stuff. And, and it was an off year for him. And so, you know, when we met in December, we talked about things, we looked at his prior years and then we looked at last year and it was like, Okay. I was like, okay, so what, so what are we going to do? What, what are we going to do? And we, we, we backed off, like, you know, it was fine. Like he's a great employee and life happens and such. And so, so coming into 2023, it's like, okay, what are we going to do? And so I showed him and I created some spreadsheets and I, you know, he could plug in some numbers and stuff. And, and I said, you know, I would like you to get to, 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 to Z. All right but I don't think you can get to Z next year, but like, you know, like what, what, what could we do to get to Z in, in, in two or three years and such. So I challenged him and I, I gave him something and he could plug in numbers and stuff. And I said, okay, um, on, on January 9th, let me know what you want your number to be for 2023. And he came in and his number is, um, almost a hundred percent of what his, like not last year, but the prior year number was. So he's, gotcha. he's going to come full force at this and such. And like, he is jazzed and he's excited because it's like a stepping stone to get to Z and he made mm. it. And it's already like a hundred percent what last best year was. So, 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 so it just depends upon the role. It depends upon the position. It depends upon their experience. Um, but, but again, you just have to be in tune with things. And if things mm. aren't working, that's when you need to have a conversation with someone and, you know, kind of get it figured out, get them right on the path. Like, again, we backed off last year with what was happening and, um, 
and, and, you know, now that that's passed, let's re-engage. Let's, 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 let's mm. get, let's get back on the horse again. I like that. And, and I think that's all always down to good communication between two parties. But I love the fact that you've kind of like allowed the other person to set their own expectations rather than kind of making them feel like they must perform or that they, they're under, they're performing under pressure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you're you're exactly you're 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 exactly right. They have to be bought into the number. They have to believe that they can do the number. Mm, like that. Some good stuff. Some good some good juicy stuff this is. Guys, I hope that you are enjoying our conversations by the way because we are I mean literally we we we're, we're blind flying through everything here. I mean we're like we're, we're coming towards the end of our, um, our our conversations and stuff, but there are just some great value bombs that Danielle was is really, um, you know, really dropping here. And I, and I feel, I feel really, you know, I feel like this has been a really in-depth conversation around the whole kind of recruitment stuff. By the way, I'm curious because in, in the background, you've got like, for you guys that are watching the video, of course, you've got the all-in-one company. What is that one of the name of your company? Is that, is that, is that what it is? Yeah. So, so, so I'm, I'm collaborating with Mike McCallowitz to the author profit first. He's a, yep. he's a business author, um, on his next book, which is tentatively titled all in. So, um, so, so the all in company has programming and, um, and resources to support that book, which is coming out in December of 2023. Um, but, yeah. uh, but, but, but we do, we do guide um, companies and entrepreneurs on how to recruit, hire, and retain five-star employees through the all-in company. Love it. Love it. So for you guys that are interested or have been struggling with the recruitment process and, um, you know, and if you don't fix it, you're going to go crazy, then you probably want to get in contact with Danielle. I think probably the best thing uh, for you guys that are listening in, we're going to put all our social media contacts below. Feel free to drop her an email, mention the podcast, of course. And, and I'm sure that Danielle will, will, will of course, um, uh, in due kind, respond and to see if she can help you in any way, shape, form. Danielle, I just want to say thank you so much for being on the show today. It's been, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. And you know, um, I, I, I've got, I've got the whole five-star rating system that people can like download, um, including the 11 qualities that we just briefly Ooh. touched upon. So if you text never settle as one word, never settle and text that to four, one, one, three, two, one. Again, that's text never settle to four, one, one, three, two, one. You can get our, how to hire five-star employees guide. Um, and it'll take you through the 11 qualities, a really great exercise. And I have a link in there um, for your show listeners. So if you want to schedule a 20 minute Zoom with me, I'm all on board. Let's make it happen. And I can kind of, you know, help you diagnose what 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 some some of your ailments are. By the way, I was going to ask you with that text number, will that will work for people? Oh, what's that? Um, you know what? I'm so sorry. Uh or outside the U.S. So if you're outside the U.S., yeah. Is that, is, so um, that work? so I will provide you with the show notes. What you can WhatsApp the number. Okay, I don't. That sounds it. cool. I'm sorry. No, I'll, I'll text no, you right after good. this. 
or I'll we'll, we'll get that sorted. It's all it's all good because because I know that we have quite a few listeners in Singapore and and in awesome. the UK and stuff like that. So um, I, I know that these text numbers work very well for our American listeners and people in North America, but po- probably not so much in Europe and Asia. So, but listen, it's been a ball. Thank you so much for being on the show today, guys. I hope that you've enjoyed today's show. If you have, please do me a favor. Um, please leave us a one or a five star review on Apple or Spotify. We greatly appreciate that. I love feedback. Okay. So we want to hear from our listeners. We want to hear if you believe and you love what we do and what we're about. I want to hear from you guys. Listen, enough from me, enough from Danielle. Hope you have a great day and hopefully we'll see you back on again on the next Game Change Experience. Take care and we'll see you soon. Cheers. <laughs>